Hey, do you guys remember pagers, flip phones, dial-up? I cannot imagine not having my cell phone today. I would walk around like one of those zombies from The Walking Dead. Maybe I am already zombified, to say the truth. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Pete's Nerd Herd Podcast, where today we're going to talk about the uncomfortable truth of cell phone dependency, but more specifically, nomophobia. What is nomophobia? Well, hang on and find out. Over the last few decades, the cell phone industry has evolved a lot. Mobile devices have transformed from just a means of voice communication to a multifunction device that allows users to engage in information sharing, financial services, health tracking, and much, much more. Smartphones have made our lives a lot easier. <clears throat> and the fact that these tech solutions are available to everyone is really amazing. Technologies have become an integral part of our lives. They're rapidly spreading over the world. They play a key role in social connections, expression, information sharing, and achievement development. Smartphones have become essentials rather than just accessories due to their capacity to perform many, many tasks. Hold on. I gotta send this tweet out. Oh, anyway, information is easily transmitted and received through text messages, phone calls, emails, faxes, games, movies, videos, and social media. Basically, if you can do it on a computer, you can probably do it on your phone. There is literally an app for everything. Google Classrooms is great. Zoom, Cahoots, SAT preps. Uh, there's also GRE preps, MCATs, and the list goes on. It's sort of like this like edutainment system. Or, or you, you can combine education and entertainment if you think about it. So all of this is like fine and dandy. But over the last few years... I've noticed some really disturbing trends. Perhaps we can describe these things as more of like behaviors. What I'm noticing is, is that there's an insistent need to check your smart device, to send messages, to check your phone. I see students holding on to these things like their lives depended on it. Do you remember that Peanuts character, Linus? Like people hold on to their smartphones more than Linus smothers his security blanket. I started to think that cell phone dependency was a real thing when a student of mine was taking notes at one hand and holding her phone in the other hand and their other hand and checking it all the time. So that's not really a big deal. But then she would stop me throughout the lecture and ask me to repeat myself. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, I said it like 10 times already. So I repeated it. And then I just realized we got a serious problem on our hands. Something is definitely wrong. So I did some research and I discovered a condition called nomophobia. Okay, so what exactly is nomophobia? Nomophobia is a pathological fear of being out of contact with a mobile phone, not having a network or insufficient battery life. Bingo. Actually, digging deeper, studies have found that there was a myriad of conditions associated with smart device usage. Notice I do not call it a cell phone. <laughs> Or who are we kidding? No one's using it as a phone or a means of oral communication anymore. It's a small computer. Okay, I digress. So some prior conditions that come that came about from smart device overusage was something that they referred to as text claw. I don't know. Perhaps reminiscent of something like carpal tunnel syndrome when typing became so popular with computers. Also, there's a condition called eye posture. 
Eye posture. Well, listen, <laughs> why does everything have to begin with the letter I in front of it? I'm a proud Galaxy user, so all you haters out there normally have to wait three, four years before you get the tech that a Galaxy had, you know, three, four years ago. But you don't know that because you just buy your iPhones and think that that's just the newest, latest and greatest technology, but it really isn't. Okay. Anyway, it is a status symbol. I get it. No further comment on that. Another condition is called computer vision syndrome. And check this one out. Phantom vibration syndrome. <laughs> Dr. Williams of NYU fame gave us this tasty characterization. Much like phantom limb syndrome. These are individuals that actually feel the cell phone vibrations where they're not really there. You can't make this stuff up, people. You can't. Now, I don't want this podcast to sound like I'm some smart device hater. I'm just as guilty as the rest. I literally have nightmares about not having signal on my phone, not being able to make the earth-saving call or text. I'm sure we've all have been there. Actually, what I am doing recently is taking trips to places with no service. It's, it, it's really a novel idea. You first need to tell all your important friends and family members that you're going to be gone and you won't have any service. So while I'm gone, oh my God, I feel such a relief not having to check or answer my, my phone and checking messages. It's like I'm a slave to the phone and I have to respond immediately. If not, you know, the fate of mankind is, is up in the air. Not having to do anything is so liberating. I highly recommend we all try a smart device vacation day. All right, so getting back to some data here. This thing called nomophobia has been circling around for a while, but substantial evidence on how it affects education, etc. well, it's still in its infancy. I guess that's why I'm so passionate about the issue. I feel there's just so much more we need to learn and understand about it. What we do know comes to us from some research done mostly in the Middle East and Asia, not so much in the United States. One study comes to us from the International Journal of Africa Nursing Sciences, where they found that of 200 medical students in Bangalore, found that 43% of participants experienced severe adverse effects on their study and academic performance due to smartphone dependency. That's 43%. So in another study, 740 students were sampled and a whopping 735 suffered from some kind of form of nomophobia. That's 99%. And 30% of them stated that their academic performance was moderately or severely affected from cell phone overusage or paranoia. So if you still don't believe that nomophobia is a real thing, then, well, in another study of undergraduate health service students revealed that 23% of all students were labeled as nomophobic. Almost 77% of students Check their phones more than 35 times a day. Another study revealed that more than 50% of nomophobics were just never switch off their mobile phones at all. It's always, always, always on. So what exactly happens to those suffering from nomophobia? Assistant Professor Sager wrote down the following list in the Asian Journal of Nursing Education and Research. Check out this long list of symptoms. So... What do we have? We have anxiety, respiratory alterations, trembling, perspiration, 
agitation, disorientation, tachycardia, disorientation, depression, panic, fear, dependence, rejection, low self-esteem, loneliness. I'm not making this up, people. A Moroccan study found that students with good academic performance were not attached to their smartphones and social media that much. Another study showed that 39.5% of students perceived their academic performance to be poor due to the fact they were spending more time on their phone. With all these symptoms, it's no wonder that 30% of students use their smart device without their teacher's consent. I've seen it. Did I ask you? I don't think so. I mean, this is a real war that instructors need to wage against this behavior. Don't you agree? Another, another wonderful nugget of information I got was from the American Journal of Pharmaceutical Education, where students averaged only six minutes on studying tasks before they actually switched to social network apps or texts. Let me repeat that. They could only survive six minutes without looking at their phones. Okay? Six minutes. Such a powerful temptation to constantly switch tasks may prevent students from giving the sustained attention and thought necessary to fully comprehend the complex material that we're teaching. So is this physiological? You know what? Yeah, it kind of is because other research has shown that dopamine levels and the reward pathways are all involved in this thing. It just feels good. It does. Instant gratification, checking your phone, being wanted, being included. That's all good stuff, I guess. So why do we let students keep them? Why can't we just collect the phones and smartwatches and put them aside? What could possibly go wrong? Well, as I've been told a million times, a lot can go wrong. Women are more likely to suffer from nomophobia. My experience would confirm that, but not in a bad way. The response I get the most from students is that they won't give up their phones, is that because they worry about missing an emergency or something like that from home, you know, from the kids, puppies, work-related issues, the daycare calling them. This is a lot of real-life stuff. I get it. We're all on call to, to a certain level. I will not argue with these points, but my institution, for example, prefers that emergency calls go directly to the front desk. Then the front desk person sends someone to alert the students in the classroom. I suppose that is a way to handle it. It doesn't really fly with the students though, you know? But for every student using the smart device for educational, informative purposes, we also have those that will respond to a tweet or text during class. The distraction factor is off the charts. And this goes for stuff at home too. I mean, this is not just a classroom or a teaching and education phenomena. This next thing is actually muy divertido. A Mexican study uses the word fubbing. That's P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. You ever heard of that? Well, it means paying more attention to your mobile phone or electronic device rather than to other people. Well, that's kind of true because like, I see my wife and when she's on her phone, she's in her own little world. I don't even dare interrupt her or disturb her. I don't think she really wants to disturb me either. If she knows I'm there, <laughs> we love each other to death, right? <laughs> so listen, I know that cell phones are a necessary evil, 
used properly, they are on the Mount Rushmore inventions, along with the TV, the Model T, and maybe even penicillin. Some institutions have adopted this thing called the Pocket Points app. It's a mobile app that gives students rewards for not using their phones during class. You got to give rewards now. Students opened up the app, locked their phones, and start accumulating points. Points are then used to get discounts at local and online businesses. Never heard of this Pocket Points app. So for all of those listening out there, you're probably listening to me through your smartphone, right? We need to create greater awareness about nomophobia and its associated behavioral problems among students and educators. And we need to start implementing strategies to combat the negative effects of smartphones Excuse me. Sorry, that was a tweet coming in. Anyway, so again, just we need to start focusing on all the great positive things that we can derive out of smartphone usage or smart device or cellular device, etc. Nomophobia is a real thing. I hope with this 15 minutes that we shared together, you have discovered certain new things and uh awakened you to the possibility that nomophobia is actually a real threat to our educational system, but also to the extent to which we have relationships with one another. All right, everybody. This is uh, Pete's Nerd Herd, and I'll be looking forward to seeing you again. Join me again for our podcast. And that's it for now. Bye, all you nerds out there.